Welcome to another episode of Civic Cypher. I am your host, Ramses Ja. I'm your host too, except he talked first because he sound way better than me. <laughs> and uh, I go by Q Ward. Yes, indeed. Uh, be sure to stick around. We got a lot in store for you today. Uh, we got to deal with it with a setback. We got to deal with the setback. Roe Once v. again, Roe v. Wade. Um, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk about it on the show today uh, or yet. And so today is our day. Uh, and we did promise that we would talk about it before, but we wanted to make sure that we had a, a woman present because we wanted to make sure that we didn't misspeak and we had the right perspective and that we could really do justice. And, and our favorite person, especially in this space, uh, is with us today. She goes by the name of Dr. Camilla Westenberg. So welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you. We'll get to which which uh, credentials you want to share in, on today's episode in just a moment. But again, uh, stick around because we're going to be um, delving more into uh, Roe v. Wade, it, the implications uh, for all of us, and of course, the implications when it comes to Black and Brown people in this country. Um, we're also going to take a little bit of time to respond to a letter from a listener. Um, I'll only use his first name, uh, but Philip, uh, I, I really do appreciate your letter, and and hopefully this will serve uh, to suggest to everyone else that we do appreciate feedback on this show. Um, we're going to have a lot to talk about. You know, there's wherever we're going. The, the truth of the matter is that we're going to get there together, and we definitely want to make sure that we share our thoughts with feedback in general, with our friend, our new friend, Philip's feedback as well. And of course, um, encourage you to continue to interact with us because now that we're growing, now that we have a national show, that's kind of the order of the day. But first and foremost, let's jump into some Ebony Excellence. How about that, Q? Shall we? We shall. So... Today's Ebony Excellence is sponsored by Armadale Vodka. And this comes via Black Enterprise. We're going to shout out a 39-year-old Black entrepreneur named Isaac Barnes. He is the young founder and president of Eminent Future, hailing from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, he's he grew up disadvantaged yet determined. And uh, after dropping out of college, he would serve piously with the U.S. Marines and then go on to work for the Secretary of Defense. Currently, is the founder and president of a quickly scaling Black-owned tech firm. Um, we know around here that Black people are underrepresented in tech, and so it was meaningful to highlight this individual. Um, his company has just made history within our community with the recent award of a $13.4 billion, that's billion with a B, dollar defense contract with the U.S. Air Force and, funnily enough, the U.S. Space Force. Um, with a story to inspire anyone who wants to make a difference in the world, he believes cryptocurrency and Web3 are the future. He's a vocal advocate for diversity in tech, actively working to close the black tech gap, and is laser focused on creating pathways for more black and brown people to join the movement. Isaac is a marvel, reminiscent of a young black leaders transcending generations of relevant and personable individuals who have made such an extraordinary mark in history. Um, and I actually am going into more detail. Um, I was so impressed by this uh, individual that I'm dedicating a show, a segment, um, a show, I guess I should say, on the Black Information Network, my daily podcast with the Black Information Network. Um, and I'll be talking with him directly. So if you'd like to know, learn more about him or 
you are interested in tech, particularly as it relates to black and brown individuals, that'd be great for you to check out. Now, Roe versus Wade. I wanna, I wanna remind you all that when we first saw the draft opinion from the Supreme Court that suggested that Roe v. Wade would be stricken down, stricken down, um, that we mentioned it on this show. We mentioned that it was a scary time. We kind of had a you know, general conversation about what we saw happening on the horizon, what we saw coming toward us, but we didn't delve into it. Um, today, we have no choice. We have a journalistic responsibility um, to discuss this. And as you know, my apprehension has been, I wanted to make sure that we had perspective in the room on a microphone when we spoke about this, because in this moment, as much as we are fighters as men, that this part I can speak to, I believe, as much as we are fighters as men in this arena, we have to do some, some real listening as well. Um, we can't make this our problem. We have to listen. Um, we have to make it our uh, fight, but we can't pretend like it affects us in the same way that it affects our sisters. Um, and so I wanted to be as kind as I could and as thoughtful and as deliberate. And so in the spirit of all of those things, um, I invited Dr. Camilla Westenberg back to the show. So uh, if you like, I could lay out your many credentials, but I feel like you might want to do that because you can be a bit more precise. Thank you very much. Um, I am uh, a professor emeritus. I am actually was actually an English professor. I'm affiliated with a number of organizations, uh, as I have shared all uh, are nonpartisan in scope. Uh, the, I'm second vice president for political action for the Maricopa County branch of the NAACP. I am a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Delta Beta Omega chapter. I am a member of the Phoenix chapter of the Lynx. Uh, I am also a member of Top Ladies of Distinction and the National Council of Negro Women. But as I come today, uh, I will be speaking as Camilla Westenberg, a simple individual, <laughs> having uh, been around for 74 years. And uh, I am a lay person as it relates to this topic, we'll, but will certainly share my thoughts and sentiments at this particular phase of my life because I'm still growing. Box checked. Um. Well, again, thank you for being here. And uh, let's kind of paint the picture a bit. So um, for those who are unfamiliar, I'll read a bit from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the title of the article is Uncertainty Over Abortion Access Grows After Supreme Court Ruling. So it was a brief paragraph. Regions across the U.S. faced an uncertain abortion landscape on Monday as some states moved to enforce new restrictions. Others remained in limbo and fresh legal battles began to take shape after the Supreme Court withdrew constitutional protections for abortion. Abortion access has continued to evolve almost by the hour since the court on Friday overruled Roe v. Wade the 1973 decision that for almost half a century protected a woman's right to choose an abortion. 
Nearly a dozen states have already banned or heavily restricted abortion, while at least another seven states could ban or restrict abortion in the coming days and weeks. Some bans have yet to take effect or are still held up in court. After the high court's ruling, abortion rights litigants have been turning quickly to state courts, and those cases could determine whether and how quickly conservative states can move to curtail access to the procedure. So, um, what was your initial reaction, Dr. Westenberg, to hearing that? I was not surprised. Okay. Um, I knew, given the climate in which we live and everything that has been transpiring, it was a given. It surprises me that people are surprised and, 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 and taking it as though, oh, my goodness, this is a sad day. It was a sad day a long time ago. In 2016. Yeah, it was a sad day a long time ago. Sure. And if we know the persona of the people who are uh, supporting um, uh, the, the lack of rights for women and their bodies, then based on everything that they had done up to this point with other things, it was a done deal to mm. me. Um, and um, I, I really feel that the fighting that is being done now, uh, the outcry that is being done now, should have been done well before now. Again, in 2016, yeah. you know, I, I read something that suggested that based on how the right played the long game mm -hmm. with respect to this <clears throat> issue in particular, that we seriously could expect for this Supreme Court's decision mm -hmm. to stand as it is now for the rest of our lives if we're 40 if years we're old. So for the rest of our lives, a woman's capacity mm -hmm. to choose whether or not to remain pregnant um, and access what we've all our lives considered to be basic healthcare um, will no longer be the reality in this country for the rest of my life. Um, and the gravity of that is just shocking because you think, okay, it's going to be, you know, you, you, yeah. you tend to follow these things like you follow presidencies, like, oh, it's for a few years and then we'll get it back and we'll fix it and we can get out and protest and that sort of thing. And it's not so. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to be all doom and gloom here. Mm -hmm. And before we get to where we go from here, I do want to discuss a little bit of the history that I learned recently because of mm -hmm. you. You actually sent over some stuff. Obviously, um, Dr. Westenberg is a big supporter of the show, big reason the show exists in the first place. Um, and, and the name Civic Cipher actually came from Dr. Westenberg herself. So um, we're big cheerleaders of Dr. Camilla Westenberg around here. But um, she also contributes and she sent over a video for us to check out. Um, the video featured Alyssa Milano, um, and I believe it was Now This. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, our producer, uh, Maggie B. Nolan, and myself, we got a chance to review the video. And it brought up some interesting points that I didn't know to be true. Now, one of them was that I believe abortions have been around since, was it the 1600s, something like that? Yeah. I 
I had no idea. I thought abortions were something that came about in maybe the 40s, maybe the 50s. I, I didn't have a concept of that happening prior to then. And so um, I think that if I, I suppose that I, I guess I held it to be true and that I assumed other people held to be true that if it's that modern of a procedure, then folks had not yet had the opportunity to deal with the ethical and perhaps the religious, you know, implications of such a modern procedure. How does it fit into our biblical framework in this country, you know, to pick, you know, uh, the, the majority sure. of religion, right? So this was the nature of the attack. The, the nature of the attack was to preserve the sanctity of human life because God believes all mm -hmm. life to be precious or something like mm -hmm. this is really what the story that I've either adopted somewhere along the way or assumed to be true. To know that it's been around since the 1600s suggests to me that back at the time when people started making laws, literally every law in this country, that abortion existed. So strange to now have that new perspective on it. Um, Another thing that I realized is that, and I think I just put this together right now, but you were around at the time when the Roe v. Wade decision in 1973 became law. Was that a time mm -hmm. for celebration? Talk us through. You know, <clears throat> abortion has always been a concept that is weighted. Yeah, sure. Because you're talking about life and when does life begin? Mm -hmm. You know, is it at the point of inception at the time that the sperm and the egg formally connect with each other and you get all of these theories about where does life really, really begin? Okay. And so in my growing up during that period of time, and of course, among people who were very religious, it was sort of a taboo mm -hmm. to get an abortion. It was not looked at favorably, but no one was ever put down because of having had an abortion because it opened the door for that young lady to navigate wherever she was going to go in life okay. rather than to be left with a child. But with abortion, there are so many other things in that pregnancy that would cause an individual to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. If there is a problem with the pregnancy, uh, and especially in the African-American community, when you think of, in terms of sickle cell anemia and how that plays into the pregnancy and the difficulty that you have with that pregnancy. Um, it's a weighted, weighted topic. And so it was there. There were instances when people advocated for it reluctantly, mm -hmm. but understood that it was opening the pathway for young people to advance. Can I add to that? Uh -huh. I want to add to that. Um, there was something in the, uh, the, the, the video that you sent over, and it suggested mm -hmm. that, I believe it was right after Roe v. Wade, mm -hmm. 
um, was decided in 1973 mm-hmm. um, that mobility and upward access for women mm-hmm. um, started to show up stati- in statistics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe there being there was some mention of um, sometime after abortions became legal, mm-hmm. federally protected, that right after that, based on the ripple effect of that mm-hmm. decision, that women could at some point after that get credit cards in their own name that's true right that's true now you were around during that time you remember this happening right it happened with me i had to fight for getting right after getting out of college and and getting married Mm -hmm. and moving to california banks were not going to give me a credit card i mean i had to fight for that and i was i said i'm working i'm making my own money you know i'm in charge of myself and I did um, overcome that. But yes, it was, it, it, it was very difficult. And oftentimes women could not get a credit card unless they had uh, the approval of their husbands in some instances. Um, all of that during that period. One other thing I want to share with you, when Please. you think in terms of abortion, it depends on how you define it. Does it mean that you go in and you go through a physical procedure with a physician or midwife to extract that that fetus or whatever point it is, or is it the case if you use a diaphragm? Is that, or is does that mean that it's an abortion? Uh, does it mean if you take a pill the day after? Does that mean that you are sure. boarding? Because at that point, in some instances the process has has already begun. Mm -hmm. And so um, I remember all of the period, especially even about the pill. My mother was a home economics instructor. And so she taught young ladies. And part of that instruction was not just sewing and cooking and all of those things, but it was also about birth control, the, the whole introduction of how to handle yourself. And I remember... In, in high school, which is an interesting thing about what do you teach in school and what don't you teach in school and critical race theory and all of that, I find it mind-boggling. But the tools were there. The tools were there. And the information was there. Now, whether you opted in your, or your parent opted that you take birth control pills or what, then that, that's up to your family and you. But the opportunities were there at that juncture and that was not looked at lightly even during that period of time but that was a process when they became available that allowed young women uh, to progress and move ahead and i i find it very interesting that there is a dichotomy between the rights of women and the rights of men Because the fact is, it does take two. So if you're going to uh, restrict a woman from having an abortion, uh, then do you restrict a male from having a vasectomy? Think about that. Why don't we have a law that restricts males from having vasectomies? Okay. Then, then I wouldn't have gotten my vasectomy. 
<laughs> you know, but, but, but that's a choice. Yeah. That's a choice that you have. If you say it may be some other health reasons why one might, but if you say, you know, I want to live my, my life, but I want to assure myself that I don't have any, any additional children, mm-hmm. that is your right. Where is it that the rights of a female, the rights are taken away, but not for a male. And, and the other thing is when they say it's not, it was not in the constitution, my goodness, there's so many things that weren't in the constitution, constitution. that are available that's, today. That's why there are amendments. You know, we, we, can, we can change the so constitution. So the whole system and premise that they are using, the Supreme Court is using, is faulty. Yeah. It's faulty. Problematic. Uh, it, is, it is problematic. It is a matter of control and power. I want to um, start to first. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a couple little gems on you, but I, then I want to kind of find a, a silver lining or a path forward. But one of the things that um, we've worked on before um, around here, and again, Maggie, be knowing, help me out with this. But um, what we did was we put together some facts mm-hmm. about abortion and abortion rates. Um, and so I want to share a few mm-hmm. of them with you. Um, black women die mm-hmm. at disproportionate rates um, during childbirth. Black women die at disproportionate rates at pretty much every single mm-hmm. um, level of the healthcare industry, mm-hmm. uh, black women report at higher rates than anyone else of not being heard, not being listened to, et cetera. Um, also black women get abortions at higher rates. The video that you sent over to us kind of articulated some of the reasons why. Um, and if you guys keep helping us grow with this show one day, we're going to have a a morning show somewhere on some city and we're going to have more than just one hour in your ear and we can go into detail about all this stuff because we only get to share the tip of the iceberg with you here but suffice it to say that there are reasons that there are disproportionate um, healthcare outcomes there are disproportionate abortion rates and so this issue is very much a black issue it's a woman's issue but it's a black issue as well and this is why it was important to have um a black woman speak and then a black woman really author this for us. Um, and so um, I wanted to say that just so that we can make that live for you a bit. The other thing is um, I remember seeing the idea uh, or the, uh, the result of, I think it might've been just kind of a, an experiment on a state level. Right. But I, th- I believe what happens, effectually what happened was contraceptives were made free and then abortion mm-hmm. rates plummeted. It might have been Mississippi or something. That just comes to mind. But um, so there's something there, I believe, that can be de- developed. You know, when people have access to free contraceptives, to information, you know, you got to think a lot of this stuff follows the money and the money follows the color line. And so you have disproportionately impacted communities that often are filled with black and brown people. Um, So 
there's something to keep in mind. And I, I know that you're listening to this show and you're an individual and you're like, well, that's great to know, but how do I make that, you know, make sense? We all have to figure out our place in this battle, you know? Um, and so we're doing our best to kind of give you that information. But one thing that you can do is find out more information on an equal rights amendment. Um, you know, you were speaking, Dr. Westerberg, you were speaking about uh, the fact that, you know, men and women have different weight when it comes to constitutional protections and an equal rights amendment to the constitution um, would effectively, if it's written correctly, mm -hmm. would effectively enshrine and ensure the rights of women as full citizens, mm -hmm. because as we're learning time and again, women have not yet achieved that. Mm -hmm. Black people, we're still trying to achieve that. And if you take nothing else away from this, um, just know that these are human rights. So even if you are not a woman, even if you're not a black person, you are a human being and you are our sisters and you are our brothers. And so this is food for thought. This is what you need to keep in mind. Again, equal rights amendment. That's what we're pushing. That's what we're standing behind on the show.